Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. And this week, the guest is, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, an Olympian. Yep, spilled the beans there. Um, and I'm very, very excited to have this guest on because uh, she is an Olympian, and that is that is just cool to have on, you know. So that's about the, uh, the biggest introduction I can think of. Um, PRs, 31.10 in the 10K. A little faster than me. Okay. A little faster than me. That hurts. 1507. Sorry. I got that. Uh, <laughs> but without further ado, you got the 2021 10K Olympian in one of the hardest fields I can think of in memory. Just going down to the PRs and that, the, the heat and the, uh, and the field were, were just nuts. And maybe one of the best opening pro careers and one of the best opening pro groups I can think of. Uh, Alicia Monson, how, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the afternoon up after my nap. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so th this is just something that, that, that I, I want to know about off the bat. So the 10 K race, it, w w I, I, I hope I'm not mixing this up. Um, was that, was that like one of the, the hotter races? Yes. Yeah. They, okay. it was so hot that they, that day that they moved it to 10 AM, but I, I think the how, air was like 85 help? degrees, but on the track, it was over a hundred. It was over a <laughs> so, hundred on the track. Yeah. You know, well, you, you took it, you took that heat, didn't you? Then you have some, uh, yeah. some, I guess, you, you know, you know, what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I took the heat, um, and then got heat exhaustion after the race. That's, that's right. <laughs> so got hospitalized. <laughs> Could, could you uh, feel yeah. that like like a mile left in the uh in the race like you were just like okay this doesn't feel yeah. right but you know what for sure yeah it was yeah. like even five even like through 5k i was like yeah it's really hot out here <laughs> <laughs> and then like two two miles to go i was like all right like let's try to finish and then yeah i i honestly don't even remember like the last couple laps of the race really so, um yeah uh so oh yeah I was, I was pretty cooked after that <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, you know, I accomplished my goal, so I'll take it. <laughs> you, you did, you did. Um, that, that, that's, that's, that's so funny. That's so funny. Cause, cause usually I've heard, I've heard, you know, plenty of 10 K heat exhaustion stories, but I, I feel like getting third and doing that, you know, you, you, yeah. <laughs> you, like how many laps do you think you had in you or did you time it just right? Honestly, Dathan was like joking after the race. He was like, if the race was 20 meters longer, you wouldn't have made it. <laughs> Oh, really <laughs> yeah well when I was coming into the last I don't know 100 200 meters that was when I really start started to feel my legs like buckle oh my and so gosh. I was like oh man I gotta just try and like move my legs forward to the finish line right now what, what, so. is is that kind of like what you were thinking about were you just like thinking about just like one step like like just getting them in like yeah by the, by the end yeah I mean my thoughts were a lot more coherent earlier on in the race and I was yeah. being a bit more strategic about it, but by the end it was kind of just like, all right, just finish, just make the team, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> and, and I think I also saw in your, in your Instagram post, you know, uh, in, in reaction to having heat exhaustion, you went into the ice tub and got hypothermia. Yeah. I was like, after the race, I went into the tunnel and I obviously had heat exhaustion, like after the victory lap and so they took me to the medical tent, obviously very concerned about heat exhaustion because it's dangerous. And so they put me in the 
ice tub, but I was only in there for like three to four minutes. And I think just because my body was yeah, like, that so can shut happen. down by that point that I went hypothermic. So that was the point <laughs> when I ended up like, I need to go to the hospital. So they took me in an ambulance. Um, yeah. Is, was, how many emotions uh, were you feeling? Because I, I think <laughs> at that point, like, it was kind of crazy at that point because it went from I made the Olympic team to like, oh man, I need to stay alive right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm just glad that I was able to get the medical help and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, coming off of it, it was just a wild roller coaster of like 24 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. I guess get like, you know, maybe more like one of the most pinnacle accomplishments you can get in athletics in general to, you know, just like having a battle with homeostasis, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> <after>. <laughs> yeah, makes the Olympic team, but like also can't control my legs. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you're. <laughs> Like your 2020 Olympian just rolls you out in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> like, <hey guys>. Right. <laughs> I literally rolled out of there on a stretcher, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. One of the best athletes in the world. <laughs> well, that's fun. All right. Well, what I have prepared is a list of speed round questions. Uh, have you done, you know, you can know what a speed round is? Pretty self explanatory. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know, without further ado, Let's get into that. Let's get into that. All right. And uh, Chris, roll the dramatic music. Thank you. It's going to be edited in. In three, two, one. What's the favorite meet you've ever been to? Your favorite meet? Oh, Olympic trials. <laughs> nice. Good call. Best long run ever. <laughs> um, around Neva with, with Joe Klecker, actually. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the pace? It's 604 for 17 miles. I can't, I surprised myself there. And then I was like, wow. all right, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> wow. That's, I love to hear it. Uh, what's, what's your least favorite part about being an Olympian? Um, having to leave my dog. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> not, not letting you bring him. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately he won't be making the trip to Tokyo, but like yeah. maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah. Hopefully next time. Uh, what's the most effective form of cross training? Ooh, honestly, elliptigoing. Elliptigo? Yeah. Well, I I can't. I'm not capable of doing it on the roads. But we like elliptical, um, stationary and stuff. But I really like it. It gets my heart rate up because I'm not very good at biking. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Or swimming, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's only pretty much you're just yeah, left with my process of elimination yeah <laughs> uh can you say my name is alicia in spanish alicia sorry me llamo alicia alicia correct, correct. <laughs> proudest non-running related moment Ooh. probably probably graduating from college just because that's like especially after the pandemic it was so satisfying to finally like get that degree there you go (laughs) just after you you know all of that online stuff and whatnot oh that's yeah i i i I, yeah my last semester was right before online that i would have not not been great for me but yeah (laughs) too much too much time watching tv instead of lectures no (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um uh can you do any tricks on the trampoline 
Oh gosh, no. Well, I remember I used to be able to. I actually grew up in gymnastics. Really? And yeah, which and then I got like too long and not you know. strong enough. Um, but right. <laughs> I used to do flips and stuff. And I remember one time I was like doing consecutive flips until I just totally fell flat on my back and my wind got knocked out of me and oh, I like never no. did that again. <laughs> I was like it takes scarred. One moment. Yeah. It only yeah. takes one. I, I think when I when I was in middle school, uh I, I just had a random goal to learn how to do a backflip. And you know, I did gymnastics and I, and I did it so I could just do backflips and it was the coolest thing as a yeah as a seventh grader. But uh, just one time, all it took is one time. I just messed up, just slipped a little bit, just landed on my dome. Never oh, again. Gosh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ow. <laughs> Never again. Uh, what's the slowest you've ran an easy day as a pro athlete? As a pro athlete, I've started out. Well, actually, my uh, the after the trials, I ran like I took a couple days off, and then. The next two days, I ran five miles at 7.30 pace, and then I ran 10 miles at 7.30 pace because, I mean, usually when you run 10 miles, right. you just keep on getting a little bit faster, but I just did not <laughs> want to run any faster because I felt cooked, and yeah. that was, like, just the longest 10 miles of my life because I ran it all at 7.30 pace. Like, oh, usually, yeah. you know, you finish it. 70 minutes or whatever and it was just so long <laughs> <laughs> just shuffling <laughs> yeah well for a pro athlete shuffling i know some people would love that, but um what's the most unusual animal you've ever seen on a run Ooh, oh, i had such a weird run in um estes park a couple of years ago where we estes park like up by rocky mountain national okay. park okay and we saw so many elk earlier that day my boyfriend my boyfriend and i were on a hike and we got charged by an elk charged and we by like an sprinted elk. away and we climbed up a rock and waited for his oh parents to come so that we were in a group and then it just so happened that we were on a run that afternoon evening and we saw like eight more elk like just by chance on the golf courses at different times so that was just like a crazy run where wow. Wow. I've never seen that. Like, how big are they? They're big, right? They're gigantic. They're big. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. They're, they're bigger than a deer, but probably smaller than a moose, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It the way people really describe weird. moose, they're like the size of buildings, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I think we saw one from like far away, but um, yeah, it was <laughs> a wild run. Kind of scary. <laughs> What's your preferred post-workout macronutrient breakdown? Four to one. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they always they always say, was, you know, I was a dietetics major, so some, I mean, just four to one carbs to carbs to protein, but also getting in some fat. But mostly, I just like to drink chocolate milk. Like I, yeah, that's so that's stereotypical. Major. But yeah. like, I grew up in Wisconsin, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, there's, there's a right answer to that question. I think chocolate milk was it. Yeah. Um, what was your first job ever? Ooh, I was a server at a cafe. I okay. actually started serving um, there really young because I grew up in a small town and the owner of the cafe, um, 
she went to my church and I was an altar server <laughs> as a young child and uh, she had seen me like, like being an altar server growing up and she she just came up to my family one day and she's like hey do you want a job like do you want to work at a restaurant and I was like yeah sure oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was Itamay's Cafe was my first workplace and I'll never forget their honey cinnamon butter with their pancakes it was awesome how could you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, where do you get your talent from Ooh, I mean, I guess obvious question, obvious answer is my mom and my dad, but uh, I don't know. They weren't a super big running family, but also they're both very driven people. Okay. So I think that's just where it comes from. There you go. The hard work. Uh, Copy and paste to running. Yeah. Uh, what's the spiciest pepper in the world? I don't. Uh, a ghost pepper, maybe? close it's it's the carolina reaper oh yep. yeah i hope to never taste yeah. it no no <laughs> uh, yeah it, 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 it's always it's always crazy i guess that's where like you know a lot of the uh the genetic science goes is just making spicy pepper you know it's just leading in the field <laughs> yeah why why do we it. need it more yeah. spicy <laughs> i know <laughs> And the Carolina Reaper, it, it, it sounds a little racist, but you know, I, you know, <laughs> it's, a it's a pepper. A it's a pepper. Uh, and, and last but not least, we ask everybody this favorite apple. Favorite apple? Oh, Granny Smith. Okay. Okay. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and tart. Yeah. On the pocket, it's about a 50 50 split between people who just say green, uh, Granny Smith. I think that's, I, I really can't think of another uh, green apple, but. Uh, yeah, actually. You know, I think it's just Randy Smith. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Gala. People like Gala apples. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are also good. Well, my my family apple tree outside of our house have like a spliced branch with a pear tree, and those were really? actually also very good. It was like tasted like a pear but shaped like an apple. So wait, 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 also wait. So apple. it had like multiple fruit in the same tree. Yeah, it was like most of the tree. Is that common? Like, reddish apples i have no idea i didn't know it was a thing until i moved yeah into our I've, I've never place. heard of that there's just this one branch with like yellow apples coming off of it that's kind of awesome yeah it's kind of sick i'm gonna look into that because i did i didn't know that was a thing you know yeah i know <laughs> i could just like combine a bunch of trees into one that'd be cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that concludes the the speed round and before we get into the uh, the bulk of the podcast i want to remind our listeners to uh go ahead and rate this podcast five stars it is the only thing that gets me up in the morning is i check ratings and if i see i got a new rating you know that might be a good day and if i check and i have the same amount of ratings as i did yesterday you know i might cry a little bit you don't want that anyways so the next part of this uh, part of this podcast is I have five trivia questions, somehow to do with your life and or topics. Usually they're going to sound like really long winded and complex, but the answer is always super simple. Um, so okay. if you have no idea, just say the first thing that comes to your mind and usually it's right. Interesting. All right. Okay. Okay. First question. 1900 was the last year that they used live pigeons instead of clay pigeons in this shooting event that is a part of what international larger event? Uh, I don't... 
<laughs> I'm not very good with shooting competitions, apparently, because, uh... It's an event in what larger competition? The Olympics? That was it. That was really? it. Really? So yeah, it was just a fun fact that 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 you know wow. when they when they used to have I guess like like you know pigeon shooting uh, until 1900 they used live pigeons for that. <laughs> no way, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Why was crazy. it until 1900? I feel like I don't know. Television. <laughs> it was in Paris. Yeah. So huh. I, 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 that was, that's a fun fact. But um, just the, just as a, a a simple question, when was the the first time that being an Olympian was like a genuine goal in your mind? I feel like even since college, I've wanted to be an Olympian, but it wasn't until last year after going pro and after having a really good fall that I was seriously like, okay, I can actually be yeah. an Olympian. Like it's actually yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's kind of crazy just how much everything has changed in a year because it definitely would not have been the same way a year yeah. ago. Even. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I feel, I mean, you've obviously, you, you've had PRs in every event. Yeah. My, <laughs> the first time I didn't PR in the past year after becoming pro was the Olympic trials, actually. Really? Yeah, I was seven for seven for PRs up until. Wow. The trials, and so, yeah. I mean, that, there's probably some wicked conversion on that day. So, you know, maybe. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe we right. count it. Um, <laughs> and then kind of go, going into that race, um, the Olympic trials, you know, as, as you know, it was it was a pretty stacked field, you know, um, mm-hmm. and the 10K, especially like a lot of things have to go right. Well, it was what was kind of like your mentality um, going into it as far as like, you know, what you were telling yourself to gain confidence, gain composure uh, in probably the, you know, what I assume the biggest race you've ever been in. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the most competitive race I've ever been in. There were like, I mean, there were 49 people who qualified. That's not how many people ended up starting the race, but it was this very stacked race. And part of it was just that I was like, all right, a lot of these people majority of those people you raced in your previous 10k alicia like we yeah like there were so many people at the sound running 10k mm-hmm. that i was like okay oh like focus mostly on the people that actually have the standard so that narrows down the field already yeah, and yeah. then at the end of the day i was kind of like i'm just not going to give myself any options like you're closing that gap and you're making that team like yeah but yeah. uh it was much easier said than done <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because uh, I'm, and yeah. that's the thing about, I guess, like crazy elite feels like that is like kind of, at least within the top 15, probably top 20, like there are 20 people who genuinely believe that they're going to be on that team, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess ha- having the fitness on that day, uh, and not only that, but I guess like having the confidence, um, it, it, it can be huge. At, at what point in the race um, were you kind of like, calming down a bit that like you know this isn't as as up to chance as much like I'm definitely going to do this um once the train was a lot smaller yeah. I had a lot more confidence like I think at one point there was a train of like four of us and it was getting down to the end of the race um and then <laughs> and then I was just kind of like you know trying to keep on chasing but when yeah. it came down to the last few laps I can't even really remember them. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure I was just that, like, just make the team. <laughs> yeah. Make the team. <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, that was I, my, I, 
yeah uh, and are you someone who like counts positions in races or do you just kind of like turn the brain off and just go by feel and then at the end you'll yeah. kind of realize what happened I think I did count because it was actually easier for me I think to count positions because I started towards the back more so like I was just mm -hmm. like oh just you know pay attention to the front but make sure you get through 5k as easily as possible and so because I started in the back I could kind of see every single like I I yeah person that, that, <laughs> as I that, moved that, up so I knew who yeah that's definitely that's team. definitely one thing I love about running in the back is like mentally it's just like you have so much control you know yeah because you don't have to stress out about like what are the people behind me doing it's just like you know what's going on in the race and mm -hmm. you know it's kind of up to you to make it uh, happen I guess especially in the 10k such a long event positioning yeah. for 5k rarely it matters a ton you know right yeah you just have to make sure that you know you're not falling asleep and miss a major move or anything but yeah yeah I feel like yeah just moving up as a smart move for my for, sure. for my race <laughs> for sure <laughs> um well uh this this kind of goes right into the next one the next question all right are you ready yeah I'm ready all right all right this technique is used all across high-stress professions to help form more positive neural pathways that involves talking to yourself in repetition. What is this? Mantras? Yeah, pretty much. It, the answer is self-talk. Oh, the answer okay. is self-talk, but self-talk and mantra are kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of the all same right. thing. Uh, so I heard you talk in another podcast mentioned that Dathan has like a bunch of mantras that he kind of helps, helps you guys tell yourself to get through workouts. Uh, is that, yeah, is like that, he'll, he'll kind of just like, often he'll pick something to say during a workout and kind of keep on saying that. And so then it just gets into your head and you just keep on thinking it. So I think it's really helpful just to, so well, that one you're not going into negative thoughts and two yeah. you're actually staying focused <laughs> um what, what what are some examples of some um you... like leading into my december 10k when i would be doing reps like by myself or something he would just be like 31 minutes 31 minutes and so really? i just think of that in my head like 31 minutes and then i ran close to 30 to 31 minutes so yeah um he he know he knows what he's talking about apparently for sure um but yeah just something like that or like staying strong or yeah for sure um and i i guess is, is it is like like when you're in in the workout um does that kind of like help you kind of like just like stay focused on because i'm sure i know for the insane workouts like that like you kind of have to pay full attention to the reps otherwise it's hard to hit pace yeah like yeah a lot of the dathan's workouts are like they're not and they're not crazy, but at the same time, they're just like, as a whole, so much higher quality than I used to do in college or something like that. Like every single work, every single rep is hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely like, I need something to hang on to, to not just like get lost in how many more reps I have to do and how hard it is. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, does, how important is, I guess, like mentality and kind of like, his job is kind of like a therapist, um, like as a coach, like, like, like how, how big role do that plays him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's interesting because every single person on our team is a little bit different. 
mm-hmm. and we need something a little bit different. And I think Dathan does a really good job of like catering to what each person needs because I'm not necessarily the same person as Leah Fallon or whatever. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think he does a really good job of like paying attention to what we need as an athlete, but also being like, what do they need as a person? Like, yeah, where is their mind at going into this race and stuff like that? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's an important job. As For sure. To measure athletes. For sure. And I guess like since talking to all these all these like pro athletes, you know, and like pretty much the people that had the most success over the pandemic versus the people that kind of struggled are the ones that kind of like found a way to still look forward to practice and like still enjoy the Mm -hmm. process. Because for a lot of the times, like if you're not, you know, enjoying workouts or enjoying fitness, like you've nothing to look forward to. Um, Yeah. And so I I think there were so many fewer races last year, like you're just, you're just training. (laughs) Like you're looking forward to the next workout for long times you know yeah and, and that i think that that kind of drove people a little nuts uh, <laughs> a little bit, um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah um but but i i think that that's definitely one one special thing about uh the on group because you know as i said like i can't think of a single pro anything you know any group across all sports that had such a uh successful first year um yeah and i think we kind of surprised ourselves to be honest with you <laughs> but i'm happy mm-hmm. with it yeah (laughs) well yeah well this kind of leads right into the next question okay okay are you ready all right i'm ready for it all right once a multiple time world duathlon and triathlon champion and now entrepreneur winning several prizes innovation oliver bernard started what company in 2010 on running. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's his uh his process as an athlete into an entrepreneur is kind of crazy, actually. I know. You really you love to see it. You know. You love to see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I guess uh you, you were saying like your parents, you know, converted hard work to you. So mm-hmm. you know. There you go. Have me running. You know, maybe after running, you'll you'll you know. <laughs> yeah. Makes make some shoes or something. <laughs> make yeah yeah. That's that, yeah. Move to Switzerland, make some shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. But so cra- crazy, crazy first year, and not only of just like like on your program, but I feel like uh, just like as a company, because I kind of like in America at least, I really only saw them on like on almost like frat bros in a sense, you know, in like 2019 or something. But now I see yeah. like it absolutely everywhere. Um, has it kind of like validated your choice, or like 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 how do you feel about? I guess, being like one of the very first uh, professional running athletes for this company. Yeah, it was, it was strange just like how much more popular on has become in the past year. And I think their marketing team has done a really good job on that. Um, Because yeah, even like last March, so March of 2020 had not heard of on running. Right. And then I was, you know, starting to be recruited. And I was like, oh, actually, you know, that sounds, they, they had such plans for our group and stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then I talked to Leah and she had been coached by Dathan for years before this. And I was like, wow, he sounds like a really good coach um, and sounds like a really good team. And, all, you know, Ollie sure. had already been my teammate from Wisconsin. So that was going to be good. Um, and yeah, it was just, it's kind of crazy that like, we've been so successful in the past year um that yeah you're right it has kind of validated it that you know 
right this brand is a good brand and they're behind their athletes all the way yeah did it kind of feel like a like a risk like never having heard of them to I guess being like a like a flag because you I'm sure probably could have gone to get sponsored by most brands you know you you had a pretty good resume uh out of college did it kind of feel like a risk going with on it did feel like a little bit of a risk and it's always kind of a risk I think when pro groups are just being made because Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen um but I I just kind of had to trust in the people that I was talking to that they had the infrastructure that they're putting in they have the resources that they're giving to their athletes and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. yeah it it turned out well (laughs) it was a good risk to take (laughs) yeah yeah um and and your team's I guess starting to continue to grow uh with you know a bunch of more stud athletes um, what, what do you, what, what kind of athlete do you kind of like see, um, fitting, fitting the program best? Like, like, like what, 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 what kind of, what makes a good recruit for the uh, OAC? Yeah, we, I mean, last year, just when we were recruiting the new people, we looked at people that can come into the group and our group <laughs> has a lot of different personalities mm-hmm. and somehow we mesh so well together, but I think it's because we're all passionate about what we do, but we're also having a good time with it. Like we're not, we're not just like always like, like straight A running and stuff. Um, So I think part of it is just finding someone that, you know, is, is a good teammate and is looking to push the team forward and not just like, not just an individual. Um, I would say that. And also like um, a love for dogs is important. (laughs) Is, is, is that just all across <laughs> we've got we've got a lot of dogs on our team no but yeah I, like someone and also our team is unique because we're international obviously uh, for um, sure so we also look at international athletes and yeah someone usually i mean our team is pretty young but also now we've got kind of a range of people just out of college who are 23 years old all the way leah's leah's our oldest and she's 28 i believe so yeah got a bit of a range well that, that that's awesome and I'm, I'm definitely excited to see you know where this momentum takes you guys in the next few years um and obviously the olympics because you guys have a good number i guess both uh ollie and i guess morgan mcdonald just joined but yeah we're not, yep. we're not gonna could yeah we'll count them. we'll count them <laughs> we'll throw them in <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no we've got because of everyone that we have, I think five athletes now going to the Olympics. And are, are you guys are you guys going as a team to the Olympics, or is Team USA just throwing you guys rapid fire? Yeah, we're going just only with our countries. Just I don't know exactly what's normal for the Olympics because I've never been there before. But yeah. <laughs> it's supposedly different from normal. Like we're pretty much secluded to our own countries, I believe. It's how it's going to go. Like in the Olympic village, we'll have designated areas and whatnot. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll like wave across the cafeteria at Ollie and Morgan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know how it's going to work, but yeah. yeah, I think it's and Alicia across from across the cafeteria. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause I'm just thinking like, I feel like, like, especially since it's going to be such a weird Olympics, um, like having anybody that, you know, to kind of like experience that with, I think is going to be a huge advantage. Cause I feel like, you know, yeah. it's already not super easy being an individual, but you know, you're going halfway across the world and all this sorts of stuff. I think, right. you know, any, any contact you can have, I think that's going to be a, a competitive yeah. advantage. Even yeah. like it, we have 
there's even more apps and stuff that we need as athletes just because of covid precautions and whatnot so it's really nice having joe as the other usa Mm -hmm. athlete because we all text him and be like hey do you have this one yet what are we supposed (laughs) to do uh so yeah yeah you're right it's it's nice to have someone to share it with (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah well i think it's time to go on to the next one which i'm probably the most excited about this question all right you ready yep once taught in a hierarchical structure with a pyramid, this model is now popularly taught showing distributions on a plate. What is this model representing? Uh, my food group. Yeah. Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy food. <laughs> healthy food. So you were a dietetics, dietetics major? Is that the yep. word? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how, what's, I guess, just like a, a first question. What's, what's your like, I guess, overall philosophy, um, for nutrition, like, like what's your biggest emphasis, whether that be timing, whether that be like, um, what does your plate look like? Like we talked about, um, macros, uh, what, what's kind of like the, the thing that you, that you emphasize, I guess, when trying to be healthy. I think my biggest thing is probably just balance. Like, you know, people who aren't really runners will always ask like, oh, so do you like, you're like really strict at eating and stuff, right? And I'm like, not, I mean, not really, but like, yeah, I would say that, especially because at this level, well, it's helpful at this level because most of us have at least, you know, been through college and stuff and diet, dietitians like with sports in college are so much more popular now that they come and help teams out and just Mm -hmm. make sure you're getting the right nutrients and stuff so at this level most of us already know what to eat and we generally eat healthy but you know that doesn't mean that we don't eat ice cream or whatever um so i would say just balance and yeah making sure the timing thing is also important just making sure to actually get enough food in throughout the day because a lot of people (laughs) um oh carlos i'll i'll bring carlos up just because he's he's my teammate and he won't he won't mind me bringing this up oh yeah he he used to he used to not eat like before runs (laughs) even like long runs which really before some runs like whatever i always eat before runs but he wouldn't eat before long runs and we're (laughs) in the fall we were long running up in rollinsville it's it's a town up in the mountains up at like nine thousand feet And I was like running 14 miles with him. And he was like, yeah, I feel pretty bad. (laughs) He was like, yeah, I didn't eat any breakfast before this. That's like, that's like one of the one things they tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like that, like, I don't even know how you're running right now. No, no. He's running on. Um, Yeah. So make sure you eat, eat especially before long runs. Yeah. Or else you'll feel really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. But yeah, I was a dietetics major. Not actually, I'm not actually a dietitian because you need to sure. go on to do an internship and pass an exam. And I started running instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, all of my yeah. classes were to do with food out or of, science or the body or something. So <laughs> out of all like the fad diets that you hear about, I guess there's like paleo, there's like keto, vegan, veget- you know, the list goes on. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite? Like which one kind of like, cause you know, they're, they're all kind of like different ways to get to the same thing. What's your, what's your favorite fad diet? One that uh, doesn't roll your eyes. I mean, honestly, most of them, <laughs> <laughs> like even in classes like in class we would especially towards the end of my 
um, college that we were in really specific classes, like yeah. clinical nutrition and whatnot. And they were like, fad diets, <laughs> never listen to fad diets. Um, and so they would always just tell us like, honestly, watch those Netflix shows and stuff just to see what people are seeing. Like, yeah. read it all up on the fad diets just because you have to know what people are going to ask you about. Right, um, right. But I mean, there are like some diets that like legitimately help medical concerns. Like it, it's very case about, by case, I feel like. Yeah, like keto yeah. diets can legitimately help people with epilepsy or something like yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I personally couldn't bring myself to right. adhere to any fat diets, but I understand that people people will try different things. For sure. Um because I, I remember, like, I think it was my last year of college, I kind of, like, got serious about nutrition. I just got obsessed about it for uh, for about 100 days. So I tracked about, like, everything what I ate for 100 days. And I learned so much about nutrition, I felt like. Just, like, being able to look at a plate and know, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. how many calories it has, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I feel like kind of one of the lessons it, it taught me was that, I mean, I feel like it's really easy to overthink like exactly like diet, yeah I, like just don't stress <laughs> yeah like it, it, it was almost like like didn't help me at some points because I mean I, I ate generally healthy before and just ate like yeah. in my mind perfect after um but in a sense it would stress me because like maybe the night before okay I wouldn't like get as many calories as I wanted to so I'd be like oh I'm probably not gonna have a good workout when oh, yeah. I was just you know psyching myself up um yeah that's impressive that you tracked uh for a hundred days because it t- like for our class sometimes we would have to just make food logs and go into the USDA yeah. database and stuff just to see what we would do for clients but yeah it's it's extensive yeah <laughs> to, yeah to do it for that long yeah that's impressive I'm, I'm but, yeah that's I feel, like I, I feel like I learned so much but yeah all of it, for sure all of it was you know led me to the conclusion I, I kind of like to compare it um nutrition to I guess like economics in a sense of like the study of economics, it's based on a bunch of like theory. You can't really prove anything or like everything's kind of proved. It's just like, oh, like this uh, tax distribution is the best based on this data. You know, I guess you can compare yeah. that to like a fad diet. Like, oh no, like this is better um, for this based on this data. But like both people are right, but it's just like, I don't know. Right, yeah. You know, two, two, right. two solutions to the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, nutrition. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> All right. And, and then he, here's an easy one. What's, what's, I guess, uh, I'm not going to say the word perfect, but like, but like, what's, what's your, uh, ideal, like post workout lunch? Ooh, I, I usually go for like something with eggs just because I don't, I mean, I, I eat meat. I'm not vegetarian, but I don't really like eating meat like after a run. Like mm-hmm. it's just too heavy for me. And so I like to make eggs with like a veggie scramble and then toast or a bagel or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah just e- eggs and toast really. Cause I don't really eat a huge breakfast before it. So I'd rather make sure to get the protein in. Yeah. I've also been really into mixing, um, especially with the summer weather, I've been really into mixing collagen powder with lemonade and then adding sparkling, sparkling water. So are, yeah, that's, wow. that's like a tasty, are, are, are you, a tasty um, drink. What what I guess just for the listeners, what's I guess uh the purpose of collagen? Um so collagen is well for general public, 
people will take collagen for like their hair, skin, and nails. But for athletes, usually we take collagen for our tendons just to keep our tendons healthy. Um, especially if people have like a history of um, tendon issues or they're currently like I do kind of prehab for my Achilles kind of all the time. And collagen is really good like an hour before you do activities like mm-hmm. loading activities such as um, like calf holds or something for so basically just just to help add more recovery to your tendon yeah. essentially yeah 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 because because I, I know your body like naturally produces it um, based on yeah. whatever but I guess just to have it straight and have that extra load um, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's better safe it's than sorry essentially more and more popular <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure for sure um well i guess we have one more question one more question all right one more how many have you gotten you got have you gotten them all right have i gotten them yeah. all right mostly kind of mostly i think yeah okay good yeah mostly maybe partial <laughs> credit on some but you know mostly yeah. <laughs> all right Allowing athletes to burn more calories and stress their bodies to higher intensity. This type of aerobic training helps athletes increase their VO2 max as well as lactate threshold much more effectively than continuous intensity exercise. What is this? This is like maybe the most complicated question of all time for something super simple, but. Is it like a tempo? (laughs) What's another version of running <laughs> it, <laughs> close we're, we're close um, can you repeat the question that's such a uh, i don't know yeah it's not nah, question sucks hint. question sucks uh it's interval workouts uh, i was trying oh, to say yeah, All right. interval, yeah so doing intense like stuff supposed to help you view to maxwell's like threshold i don't know we're in the weeds doesn't matter okay <laughs> um so <laughs> Um, you said, I guess, the workouts under Dathan, I guess, got a little more intense uh, than than Wisconsin. Um, obviously, you get more physically fit, but I feel like like one thing about, I guess, doing really, really hard workouts a lot gets you like super, super mentally tough. Have Do you think you've been able to push yourself more in races because of the work you do? Yeah, I think so. I even thought of that going into my 10k in December just being like wow I've done some really hard workouts this year that are like honestly harder than this race yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah, (laughs) I definitely think so like just having the practice of doing something really hard for a long time I think has made me be like oh if I can do this in a workout like I can definitely do this in a race um and I think that also takes away from some of the like pre-race anxiety like you for sure done this so many times before like, that, like how bad can it be yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so yeah I definitely think so it, it's helped uh and mentally and physically and then on the flip side of it you know um I guess like willpower can sometimes be like measured as a muscle of like you know if you work work yourself out too hard you can kind of have a burnout um mm-hmm. do you have you like felt the effects of like after a hard workout you like can like barely like get to weight room or do you feel like it's just elevated your game uh just as a person um yeah I think like have you ever felt like hard work fatigue I guess is that what I'm, what I'm trying to get at I think that Dathan has done a really good job of knowing that hard workouts take a lot out of us and so 
he makes sure to give us the rest we need after the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we, especially because workouts were getting hard, basically after the first like few weeks of workouts this fall, workouts were getting hard. And so sure. he stopped having us. <laughs> he stopped having us lift weights after the workouts. Like at first we were lifting weights after the workouts and there were fart licks and tempo runs and whatever. But once we really started doing more interval workouts and stuff like that, um, he's, we usually have like, uh, just an easy running day afterwards and stuff like that. And you're right. Like it definitely, you focus so much on certain efforts that the next day, like, or two days after really I'll be I'll go for an eight mile run and it'll feel like harder than the workout oh yeah (laughs) because it's like you're going easy but at the same time you just like need that recovery and you need to take it easy that like even though you're obviously running way slower and for shorter um you just need to let yourself yeah feel whatever it's feeling (laughs) for sure for sure um and then I guess what I'm just curious about, this is always fun to talk about. What's, what do you, what's been the hardest workout you've ever done? I'd say there's this one workout that we do a lot of the time we do it like 10, either 10 days before our first race Mm -hmm. or like 10 days before just any big race we have. So it's basically our last really hard effort. Um, And it's two two sets of mile 1200 800 400 and they're essentially just like all really fast yeah. <laughs> um and you get more reco- like you get more recovery time than we usually take during a workout but you get more recovery time because you're gonna need it yeah. because you're running so what, fast what, what what's the fastest 400 you've done in a workout like that because i'm sure actually, they're, they're so- probably asked I'm not very like I haven't run very fast 400s to be honest with you because most I mean most of our work is like longer work yeah because I'm training for the 10k I've actually never broken 60 in a 400 in your life um in my life yeah wow which I like I definitely could I just haven't done it that was my like have you genuinely tried it was when was yeah yeah there's (laughs) one workout like somewhat recently it was probably a month or so ago and I was running 200s or I was running 400s like at the end of the workout. Usually we, it's mostly just at the end of work. Sure. Um, and I was running like six, I was running like 63, 62s like consecutively. And then Dathan Hobson for the last one. And in the Hell workout yeah. plan, he had written. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dathan just like jumps into my workout. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would love that. In my workout I... plan, he said like six, it was like, he said 64 down to 62 or something like that yeah and so i thought all right we're running a 62 that's what that's <laughs> right. what the plan is and he just jumps in <laughs> and he's running with me and you know we go through the 200 and like 31 so i'm like all right perfect um right <laughs> and then he's like he's like running <laughs> and i'm just running with him obviously it's really hard because it's at the end of the workout anyways but 
and he finishes and it was like a 62 and he was like dang it like, I slowed you down I was like I didn't know we were supposed to break 60 you should have told me that <laughs> but yeah so oh, I still man. have not broken 60 well <laughs> maybe someday <laughs> maybe one day I guess you know maybe after maybe after your second olympics we'll break 60 yeah yeah maybe next time <laughs> yeah well that's about that's about all i have so thank you so much for getting this podcast cool. uh it was yeah I'm definitely so excited to watch you uh watch you race in tokyo and um yeah thanks for having me i'm sorry for i couldn't sure. answer all of your questions but i was very close <laughs> you were very close there you know so, some of these you know i I sometimes like, uh, you know, what, what do you say? Um, shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Sometimes I yeah. shoot myself in the foot and just ask ridiculous questions. That's like no fun for anybody. It's not fun for the listener. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for, but you know, you know, like, what? I'm getting better. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> better. But I think, I think we've had, we've had, uh, you on the podcast, Ollie on the podcast, Joe on the podcast. Um, and, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting. Uh, can't believe I'm for Carlos. Gosh, I almost forgot. Carlos is our oh, first wow. guest ever. So, so, when, so we're, we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be going down the list of all the on making a showing. Yeah, <laughs> making a showing, making a showing. Well, uh, thanks again, and uh, I'm glad you enjoyed your nap. I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast, and yeah. uh, you know, I'll be excited for uh, excited to watch your race. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. For sure.